This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. FM, where the fun never ends. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards, your radio refreshment. Blowing away the myths and revealing the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ron Edwards American Experience Talk Show, where our unalienable rights are celebrated. And now, your radio refreshment, Ron Edwards. I, Ron Edwards, your radio refreshment, and we are back together for yet another edition of the Ron Edwards American Experience. And I thank you, Lord, and we just thank our Lord uh, for blessing us with another beautiful day in what's called the United States of America. And folks, we've got a great show lined up for you today. This show is being brought to you in part by Silverite Global, and we'll be talking about them and the best pillow on earth later on. Also, we find that um, one of the dumbest things probably in the history of mankind is this is going on right now. If you drive around middle-class neighborhoods uh, across the neighborhood uh, across America, uh, upper-middle-class neighborhoods, you will find Black Lives Matter signs smattering uh, throughout uh, the area. I, I just it just blows my mind that uh, people uh, that call themselves I don't know what they call themselves anymore. Uh, they happen to be white liberals, and I, in my opinion, they are the worst of the worst. The reason why is because they're the biggest hypocrites on the planet um, of the earth. Because if you look at um, these people who are blessed to be in the United States of America, most of them have um, been blessed with successful lives and they have families. They live in very peaceful, nice neighborhoods. Their money earned them um, the ability to live where they live. And so now... When you drive in around these neighborhoods, you have these Black Lives Matter uh, signs. And so that leads me to the conclusion that either these people are very stupid, they're morons, or they're very evil. There is no middle ground here. Or, or they could be hypocrites as well, or all three. And the reason why I say that is because the Black Lives Matter movement is based upon Marxism, number one. Number two, the mission is to destroy the patriarchal family system, like it's, it's already been done in most of the black community in, in America. So if you destroy all of the families in America, or the majority of them, you destroy the country. The entire country uh, falls to the same type of horrible conditions that are found in most black neighborhoods, where 70 percent or more of the households are only run by one parent, usually the female. So when you have a situation like that, and that is the goal of any organization, these people who are blessed to be in America, blessed with jobs or businesses, or in some cases both, because one spouse may run the business and the other works somewhere or whatever, and these people are willing because of this stupid asinine thing called white guilt, are willing to sacrifice this entire nation on the altar of BLM, bowel movement, BLM uh, bitterness. 
and Antifa also, another organization that is hell-bent on destroying this country. They're not about righting the wrongs of the past. Because if the best way to overcome the, the, the situations that they always complain about is through success. And that was demonstrated by Frederick Douglass, who became one of the more successful human beings of the entire 19th century as an orator, as an activist, as a businessman. But they don't promote those, those things, especially for black Americans. What they promote is deviant behavior, like the, um, the folks in Atlanta dressed in black, hundreds of them marching around, wreaking havoc on the freeways and other thoroughfares, blocking up um, intersections and all of that. And people that drive through, they're the ones that get prosecuted or, or persecuted by the long arm of the law. See, on one hand, the police in many cities want and deserve our support. But in my humble opinion, they lose support among us, the civilized humans here in this country, when they side with the leftist and protect the lawbreakers and come after those who simply want to drive down the street from point A to point B. Now, we are all familiar with the so-called Stockholm Syndrome. It's a psychological disorder which leads an abductee to empathize with his abductors and begin to make up excuses for them as they as to why they had to kidnap him for a ransom. Auto racism is similar to the Stockholm Syndrome in that it consists of entire groups of people internalizing the racist, bigoted attacks that they are subjected to by other races and becoming, in the truest sense of the word, auto-racist, i.e., prejudiced against their own race. Very interesting. That's why you see groups of white people allowing themselves to be beaten in the streets of America. Media, the media, including Fox News, doesn't tell you about these dozens and dozens of incidents all across the country every single day where white people are beaten into a lump of mashed potatoes because they are white. A common example of this is auto-anti-Semitism, a type of communal um, derangement that has been infecting the Jewish community for many centuries and is now reaching epidemic proportions in the West in general and in the United States in particular. This phenomenon historically involves Jews internalizing such bigoted attacks against them as excessive greed, cultural isolationism, slovenness, etc. In more recent times, this invokes attacks against the state of Israel along the lines of colonialism, racism, against non-Jews and the use of excessive force. It seems to me that this disease can be excused or at least explained as a self-defense mechanism of the weak and the disadvantaged. If something as bad as having been kidnapped for ransom had happened to me, surely I or someone in my family must be deserving of it. Oh, hum. If everyone who is everyone is accusing people of this, that the negative attitude, surely there must be something to what they're saying. And that if there is, perhaps they can improve their lot and save their own skin by joining forces with the majority and becoming, if anything, even more bigoted against their own people than they themselves are. Thus, if succumbing to self-loathing by the weakest among the weak can be understood if never condoned, what can we say about the self-loathing and auto-racism of the strongest and the most powerful of the ruling elites of the majority race? Surely, when you are the holder of such an exalted position, any accusations of wrongdoing, of discrimination, of racism by minority groups should roll off your backside like water down a duck's tail, right? Well, not so fast. In America, the white elites who constituted the American ruling class since the creation at their hands of this wonderful republic at the end of the 17th century and through its destruction 
also at their hands in the beginning of the 21st have recently become rabidly auto-racist. Since the concept of racism depends on the existence of a race, we are asked at this point to ponder if American white people are a race, and if so, how is it that race defined? The definition of race is a purely sociological concept rather than biological construct, since the species Homo sapiens is not divided into biological subgroupings, no matter how much our eyes would wish us to believe that it does. Sociologically, though, the American white race does indeed exist, and it is not at all difficult to define. White Americans are people of European ancestry who are also mostly Christian, or at least who, whose near ancestors, their parents, grandparents were Christian, who came to North America as settlers and later immigrants and who reside in the United States of America rather than in Mexico or in Canada. In other words, American white people are the objects of racial hatred, racial animus, racial harassment, and racial persecution by Americans who are either of non-European descent or have no Christian ancestry or both. These non-white Americans include what is now called people of color and even many Jews. There are several exceedingly innovative and hence scientifically intriguing aspects of anti-white racism in America, chief among which is the refusal by non-white racists to grant whites the status of a race. This is unprecedented because um, it, it, it's just crazy. I'm going to have to t stop right here because we're heading into a break, but I really want to talk more about how this leads to construction, to, I'm sorry, to destruction of our country. And people are wondering, why is this young black man talking uh, about white people so much? Because, look, everyone has sinned, everyone has done wrong in their past, and guess what? If you're alive, you're going to sin too. And we cannot use the excuse of bitterness about what has happened in the past to, to destroy what is the greatest nation in the history of mankind. But we'll get into more of this. And you are listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience. I'm Ron Edwards. Hey, y'all. Hey. This is Diamond and Silk. Mm -hmm. Don't you touch that dial. You better not. You better come back. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. WCETFM has just released the app. So now you can take WCET Radio everywhere you go. Just go to the Google Play Store and search WCETFM. That's WCET space FM and install it. Then it's ready to go. Oh, and did I mention it's free? Well, it is. WCETFM. We got. Yep. Blowing away the myths and revealing the truth. It's the Ron Edwards American Experience. Yes, it is. And you are listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience. I am your happy host, Ron Edwards. And uh, we are getting into it today. We're talking about um, something that, in my opinion, borders on retardation, stupidity, mixed in with a good heaping of evil. In the long, sad history of genocides on our green planet, I don't believe – now, you can call in at um, 985-218-0185 and tell me if I'm wrong, which I'm most likely not. I do not believe in all of the history of mankind that there has ever been another instance of a racial elite genociding its own race 
at the apogee of their power and success. And yet this is precisely precisely what is happening in the United States of America today. A powerful nation, a powerful race of people and the most powerful nation in the history of mankind eating itself over white guilt. How this has come to be will be the subject of many PhD thesis in the future. But I can uh, kind of give you my uh, own preliminary explanation upon achieving um, in this nation uh, unheard magnitude after the aftermath of World War II. White American elites began feeling somewhat guilty that this success may have come at the expense of other races, such as black Americans, Native Americans. I'm sorry, I just call them American Indians and the like. This, of course, was and still is total fallacy. And see, Americans in this vein, you got to get over yourself. You cannot allow yourself. What good are you? If you self-destruct, if there is anything to make up, you won't have anything to make up with. You understand what I'm saying? If there is something to pay back, you won't have anything to pay back with if you allow yourself to be basically destroyed. And especially if you do it yourself. My goodness. I'm looking at... um, a picture here it shows a, a young well I'm not going to call him a young man because that would be an insult to the term when I describe this picture it's a guy standing in a store and he has blue jeans on and his blue jeans are pulled down to the bottom of his butt crack and he has on blue underwear now, you know, when people walk around exposing their butt crack or their underwear uh, in, in prison, that means, hey, they're available. So this guy's walking around in a store with his jeans down to the bottom of his butt crack, which means he's available to be a fool, that he's an available fool. And it's true. Look, if you look at this individual, he is an available fool. His generation has been allowed to be dummied down to the level of, um, I guess, to the mental level of a a Thanksgiving turkey. And it's sad. And yet, yet it's infuriating at the same time. You've got this going on. These are the people that everyone is going to war over. I mean... Remember, they burned down Wendy's because a scumbag who decided to act like he was King Leonardo and went to sleep in, 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 in the, in the drive through went to sleep and took on and threw around uh, two police officers like a rag doll. And they burned down the place because after he fired the, um, the device at one of the police officers and was preparing to do it, uh, do it again at the other. The taser, and so they burn down the place. This is what they're trying to kill off both the black and white achievers in America. Both of them. So that the dregs can run society. This is what's going on, folks. Why do you think they try to dumb everyone down? Because they want the dregs to be around, and only so many of them. And they want to kill off the smart. This reminds me of a particular study that we did years ago, a long time ago, where I learned about a certain tribe in Africa. This is long before, um, maybe back in the as, as far back as the 1400s. What they would do is, let's say, if a family became more successful than others, and they developed and accumulated wealth, they had a you know a modicum of intelligence. What they would do, the, the tribe would celebrate them. The king would would uh, give them big feasts and, uh, and celebrate them and treat them like royalty for one year. After the year, guess what? The king would have that successful family killed off so that they were killing off the intelligent ones. So by the time 
the white man showed up in 1492, and before that, the Muslims had already started dominating the blacks who were killing themselves off and enslaving themselves for many centuries. See, when you kill off your intelligent, the intelligentsia, your, the general power and strength of your own society is diminished. When you dummy down in America, when you kill off the intellect and then you kill off the, the proper teaching of uh, out of the Bible, and you even warp that. So between warped biblical teaching and a dummy-down indoctrination system, it is guaranteed that you create barbarians, a criminal element, people that are more prone to believe the lie than the truth. And you have millions of people now with an Antifa mindset. And so they've been working for the last 15 to 20 years on the white population, and now you have white graduates out of high school and college hating the United States of America, their socialist pigs themselves. This is how you destroy a nation without firing one bullet. And the idiots will be shooting themselves. Oh, wait a minute. I wonder how many, um, by the end of this year, how many hundreds in any city, you could pick one in one city, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Cleveland, whatever, just how many hundreds in each of those cities will be murdered by other idiots. And this is how a, a society can be designed to literally destroy itself. Since um, you've had affirmative action which is itself discriminated against those whites and, yes, qualified black males. You understand what I'm saying? See, affirmative action has been used to discriminate not only against whites, but also black males who have the ability to achieve. What do they do? They hire, in many cases, a less qualified Black female. I've seen it done I firsthand in the media in Cleveland. I saw it. I was it was an, it was a situation. And so been there, done there, and seen it on both accounts. And so out of this, if you who are discriminated against have a lower level of development in other areas, you too will become bitter and nothing more than another drag, a a destructive drag on society. But when I ride around in very successful neighborhoods and I see Black Lives Matter, which is based upon Marxism, Marxism is what? The antithesis of free market economics and your ability to raise your family, to run a business, to protect your home, and life. That is why in St. Louis, Missouri, the McCloskeys, a leftist-leaning couple, but were very successful, and they now are being persecuted because they dared to to try to protect their uh, property. They didn't shoot anyone. All they did was show that they have firepower, and guess what? The dregs kept it moving. But before they brandished their weapons, those people were telling the McCloskeys, we're going to come and kill you. We're going to rape your wife. We're going to kill your dog. And we're going to take whatever we want. But yet the police who need our support have joined in many cities like St. Louis and are working against the very people who would support the police. So we've got all these different twists and turns in this situation that's going on in our country today. And we've got to work together and work through this madness. And people say, on the other hand, that they do not support BLM, bowel movement, Black Lives Matter. But Black Lives Matter is tantamount to harboring Jews. 
in Nazi Germany. That's that you know, this is this is crazy. It carries with it the very risk of being cons- uh, canceled. A country that elevates such craziness to the level of dogma cannot and will not survive. If your great great grandfather, for example, came to let's say uh, Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Detroit from Poland in 1895 to work in a steel mill. Are you guilty of having enslaved blacks just as surely as if you had kidnapped them from Sierra Leone with your own two hands? Well, that's how they're acting today. You are also guilty in the minds of the BLM bowel movement people of guilty of relocating the Seminoles from Ohio to Florida and every other imaginable crime, crimes for which you and your progeny must atone for all eternity in the warped minds of the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Rhino, Democrat mindset. So, my friends, we have a lot of growing up to do back in this country again. And I, and I, and I really, really, really want you, my fellow Americans, to grow up. And be willing to fight for this country. The year is 2021. When it becomes 2021, will America be a communist nation officially? Will she? That is the question, my friends. Because if Donald John Trump is not reelected as, 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 as president, we will be in an official communist nation. Even if they don't say it. All the principles that Joe Biden and company want to enact will officially turn this nation into a communist country, whether they say it or admit it or not. You might think it's a big fairy tale, but the America of 2021 is headed in this very direction if Democrats win in November. My friends, make no mistake about it. Democrats fully intend to implement a communist form of government once they are ensconced and fully in control and are able to prevent any other political party or ideology to share power, which they will set about doing as soon as they gain control. The courts will be packed with extreme leftist jurists who will hold the party line on all rulings that they make. Sad stuff. Tough stuff, ladies and gentlemen, but that's the way it is. And we got more to talk about as you continue with me on this journey on today's edition of the Ron Edwards American Experience. For many years, Republican conservatives, patriots, Christians, etc., have been accused of being racist, racist, racist by those on the loony political left. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. But in fact, it is the leftists who are the real racists. Bernie Sanders is a horrible racist socialist pig who is so bigoted that he accuses others of being. In a speech, he boldly proclaimed the Irish people only drink, that Italians are only gangsters, that black people stink. Crazy Bernie said that Jews are greedy and have strange sexual habits. Please do not try to even think that Sanders is the exception because the racist, bigoted attitude that he espouses when he thinks it won't be found out is quite common among the leftists who do not accept that we are all endowed with unalienable rights which come from God or that all men are created equal. But he, like most leftists, including Joe Biden, Nasty Pelosi, AOC, and all leftists believe that big government is the God that should decide your lot in life. Of course, the Black Lives Matter and Soros Antifa Cretans will never get upset over Crazy Bernie's racism because all leftists are united bigots hell-bent on destroying this republic. It's high time for a providential-led overthrow of the bigoted leftists, or our liberties will soon be lost permanently. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out TheRonEdwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Late-nighters and all those who listen to WCET Radio. Listen up. 
The shop is here, and you can order WCET merch right now and show your friends and your neighbors you're awake by wearing one of our many shirts, including our Stop the Censorship shirt. That one is a hot seller, so get yours while supplies last. We have coffee mugs, clocks, so you always know what time it is, books, mouse pads, all your WCET accessories. Just go to WCETFM.com and click the shop tab. That's WCETFM.com and get the shopping. Blowing away the myths and revealing the truth on the Ron Edwards American Experience. Yes, we never look back. We look forward to freedom, justice, and the American way. That's if that's what you want. It's a republic, ma'am, and sir, if you will keep it. You might think it's a fairy tale when I say that the America of 2021 is headed in the very direction of being a communist crap hole. Democrats want that. But it's up to you, myself, and our faith in God to make sure that that does not happen. It's not going to happen. I believe it. But we must talk about these things that they intend to do and the direction they are headed. We have to talk about our enemies. We have to know exactly where and what our enemies are doing. The Democrats' secret battlefield, trained insurgents. As United States cities burned, the president pointed a finger at Antifa, holding the Antifa movement responsible for the instability, unrest, and the destruction across our republic. Trump made public his intention of formally declaring the organization a terrorist group, and that's a good thing. But you, me, all of us, Americans who appreciate this great republic, we must fight back. We must be willing to fight, fight, fight. As, as the, the great football coach Newt Rockney said, fight, 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 meaning we never give up. And because we are standing on a righteous standard, we cannot lose. But at the same time, we must never, ever, 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 my friends, underestimate our enemy. In fact, I find it um, easier to overestimate my enemy so that I would go full, full bore and guarantee his destruction. And that's what we have to do. It's not about being fearful. It's not about being afraid or whatever. It's about being strong and knowing exactly what your enemy is about. The election of Donald John Trump has fully exposed the orchestrated effort to literally undermine and fundamentally transform our beloved republic into a spent globalist mobocracy. Sadly, since the adventurous mission of the Founding Fathers to establish this more perfect union, there are forces strategically planting the seeds of destruction to our republic to which it stands. One such Freemason was Alexander Hamilton, he was a strategic Masonic point man who planted the early seeds of central government financial control. Though our first president, George Washington, was a Freemason, he never indulged in nor participated in satanic Masonic practices. In fact, during a period of spiritual growth during the War for Independence, Mr. Washington denounced Masonry and its longtime negative impact upon mankind. After the founders finally hammered out what form of government they would seek to establish in the new nation, Benjamin Franklin went for a stroll. As Mr. Franklin left the Constitutional Convention, he was reportedly asked what kind of government the founders would propose. He replied, a republic, if you can keep it. The type of republic Benjamin Franklin and his fellow visionaries came up with, believe it or not, can be traced all the way back to the time of Moses. After the three million Jewish people of God were led out of Egypt, there were the normal issues of human behavior, such as family troubles, crime, etc. Moses tried to and tried until he tried out as counselor and crime solver, but to no avail. He was wearing himself to the bone. Thankfully, his father-in-law suggested to Moses that he not try to be a one-size-fits-all 
central government figure for all the people all the time. His father-in-law suggested that Moses seek men of good character to take on many of the duties in serving the people. It was the first time in history that the government responsibility was placed in the hands of the people far beyond the already established leadership. The success of the Jewish people depended on both high personal and moral character centered around self-control without need for dictatorial government control as well as maintaining strong faith and belief in God Almighty. The founders of America established this republic to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. Benjamin Franklin telling that inquisitive woman, a republic, if you can keep it, was based upon the concept of a moral people not relying on government to be the final say in their lives. Both the children of Israel and the citizenry of the new United States of America were given a mandate to rely more upon God than their own wits and central government figure and planners. Because the United States was overall a moral nation, she was therefore more prone to make wise decisions, both among sovereign individuals and statesmen elected by the moral people to represent and serve them in government, not the other way around, as is promoted in many ways by today's statists, politicians. When I say that the United States was a morally good republic, please do not falsely accuse me of saying it was perfect and that sin did not occur. People sin and no one is perfect. But when I speak of high moral character, I am referring to those seeking to live within the self-restraining confines of good moral character, meaning you can be trusted to not rob your fellow man of his property or of his rights if you assume elected government office or are appointed to the judiciary. Great historical men of renown like Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, and Samuel Adams marveled most at the extremely high moral character of George Washington. They were truly impressed with Washington's penchant for good moral behavior. He impacted their lives by leading by a great example. Yes, America the Beautiful was a moral nation. If it were not so, I can guarantee you that God would not have shed his grace upon her. And at best, the United States would have remained an oppressed collection of colonies owned lock, stock and barrel by the British Empire. If the United States is to rise to her manifest destiny of greatness, we the people, meaning you and I, have no choice but to first be a great of be great in our moral behavior and in our moral character. I am reminded, as my dearly departed dad would say, our republic is a reflection of its people. The United States must again be populated by a people who work to get back to the basics of high moral character and seeking the infinite wisdom of God. Through good moral character, better choices will be made in all areas of our lives on both a personal and collective level. For example, people will be more likely to vote for statesmen and stateswomen who are a reflection of their high moral character. The election of individuals like Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago or Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan are sad reminders of the current state of affairs morally of those who make such horrible choices. <clears throat> My fellow Americans, despite all the madness, I encourage us all to get together and seek a high moral ground and live in it. Our republic literally depends upon that principle. Are you with me? I'm sure you are. I'm Ron Edwards, and we'll be right back. After this, Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org/caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 
Hey, late nighters, you can keep up with all things WCTFM and LNM by joining our mailing list. Just go to the bottom of the homepage and subscribe. You'll get everything from guest info and show info and other important station related information. So go sign up now. WCETFM.com. Late nighters, make sure you check us out on all our social media pages. You can find them at the very bottom of the website under our supporters and make sure you suggest us to one friend and well ask that friend to do the same and you become the resistance hey it's the captain matt bruce and you're listening to raw network Yes, you are. You're listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience, that is. Hello, and uh, thank you so much for joining me at this time. And you can join me also at 985-218-0185. You know, um, this portion of the broadcast is being brought to you by our good friends at Silver Right Global at silverrightglobal.com. They are the makers of the silver-infused breakthrough technology pillow. Silverite embraces an age-old secret of maintaining a healthy sleep environment by using silver and supportive KPOC filling for their pillows. Now, this safe, innovative technology infuses silver into the cotton fabric to help protect us when we sleep. Silver is nature's antimicrobial and antibacterial element. For many years, silver has been used as a natural alternative to artificial chemicals. Using silver provides us with safer and cleaner products and helps us maintain a peace of mind while we sleep. The Kapok filling is nature's cashmere, one of the closest fibers to silk with the feel of cashmere. It is um, grown naturally on giant trees around the equator and is harvested. And guess what? It's waterproof. It's immune from pests, including dust mites, making the pillow naturally hypoallergenic. It's a very comfortable pillow. I try it. I use it all the time. My wife uses it, and we've never slept better. You know something? You might want to improve your level of sleep. Give it a try. Go to silverrightglobal.com and use the promo code RON20 to make your purchase. That's silverrightglobal.com, RON20, and check it out. Also, a real quick shout-out to my friends. And the Zechariah 2-5 family, their great, uh, wonderful, conservative Christian organization. And you can uh, find out more about their great activities as they work on behalf of this great republic. And you can go to their website. Are you ready? The website is comeministry.org. Again, it's comeministry.org, and you'll find about all of the wonderful things that they do, especially in helping America restore her original identity. That's comeministry.org. It's really heartbreaking. It's bad enough when you see uh, criminal activity and destruction of property, and it really hurts just a little bit more when people burn up a church. The fire recently destroyed the rooftop of and most of the interior of a California church that was undergoing renovation to mark its upcoming 250th anniversary celebration. Fire alarms at the San Gabriel Mission rang about 4 o'clock, 4 a.m., and when firefighters responded to the historic structure, they saw smoke rising from the wooden rooftop, San Gabriel Fire Captain Paul Negrete said. And uh, it's, you know, after evacuating the church, the crew was joined by up to 50 firefighters who tried to douse water on the 50-foot high structure from ladder trucks. And the roof is completely gone, and the fire traversed the wood rapidly. The interior is pretty much destroyed up into the altar area. The cause of the fire is under investigation. I will probably uh, would bet you, if I were a betting man, that some arsonist went out there and decided to uh, torch the place. The interior wall was redone just recently, and the crews had just finished installing the pews as part of a larger renovation of the property to mark the anniversary of the founding founding of the mission in 1771. It's older than our than our nation. The church had been preparing to reopen next weekend uh, 
following a four-month closure to slow the spread of the Corona China virus. Man, people are talking about uh, how heartbreaking they are. They were baptized there. There's a lot of people there. They're really sad stuff. Tough stuff, folks. And this is another example of the bigoted left, the bigoted bastards, the left, who run around here seeking whom or what they can kill, steal, and destroy. Really sad stuff, my friends. But let us realize that church is a casualty of war. We are literally in the second civil war in our nation's history. In anguish over the ravages of civil war, President Abraham Lincoln declared a national fast day on March 30th, 1863. He said, we have seen the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own alone. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace too proud to pray to the God that made us great. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power to confess our national sins and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. It would be wonderful, as great as our president has been, if he could call, because he's called for national days of prayer, and he gets big ups from me on that, but we should have as declared by our president, a national day of forgiveness, of repentance. I think that would go a long way. Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people would humble themselves and pray and seek forgiveness, that God said that he would hear from heaven and turn around and heal our land. Real simple stuff, folks, but we've got to be willing to do it. We've got to be willing to do it. Well, 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 well. So, Hannibal Lecter, Fauci, and many other leftist pigs are running around pretty happy as Florida shatters national record day um, for most virus cases in one single 24-hour period. But, is the solution to wear masks, social distancing, and all of that stuff, especially when you consider the fact that the death rate continues to shrink. On one hand, the leftist pigs are real happy that there are record numbers of people with this disease. I don't think the numbers are technically any greater than before. It's just more being found because more are being tested. And the majority of people being tested and found to have it are, not, are, are totally symptom-free. And to force symptom-free people to lock themselves up, to sit there with these masks on their face and suck in their own carbon dioxide, which in the long run will guarantee you become sick. So they can turn around and say, see, we told you, you'd be sick, that you're sick. So they want to create a condition where people will actually get sick in larger numbers and it would be in their minds a self-fulfilling prophecy so that they could use that as an excuse to further shut down the economy so that we will not have the revitalization that I know we're going to have in the third section of this of this year and in the fourth fourth quarter, especially it's going to happen. It's not going to be allowed to be stopped. But we have to be willing to defy such unjust orders. We are told in our Bill of Rights, in the Constitution, that if our government refuses to operate according to constitutional mandates, guess what? We are the straw that stirs the drink. We have the right to go into Washington, D.C. and tell them they are fired. If the government does not operate according to the constitutional mandates, we are required. It is our duty 
to go in there and fire them and tell them you can no longer govern because you are no longer qualified because you are not operating according to the laws of this country. If you or I break the law, if we do not do our jobs, when we are uh, um, when we have a job, if we don't do what we're supposed to do, guess what? They give us a cardboard box if they're polite and we put our stuff in it and they escort us out of the building. So it is now time for we, the people, to escort these people, those people, those individuals who are not doing their jobs correctly, according to the laws of and statutes of the United States of America. It is time for us to escort them out of the building. If we don't do it now, we have to do it at the ballot box. We have to do it at the ballot box. But I just pray right now and I will continue to pray every day that more people will, you know, have better, better brain content so they will figure out right from wrong, up from down black from white, and want to vote the right way for their own rational self-interest. Good Lord. You and I, we, we have to be um, up to our noses of being tired of people who are leftist pigs voting in all these, 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 these rat finks, these people who are out to literally destroy us. Go to Joe uh, Biden's website and read what they want to do. And then go to the Black Lives Matters website and read what they are all about. And that's what Joe Biden wants to do to America. They don't like you. They don't like me. I take it as a compliment. They don't they don't like me. That means I'm on at least heading towards the right path. And I think it's high time that we um, demand that people like Robert Mueller and others testify before Congress. A.G. Barr reportedly against Stone's commutation i don't trust Barr. i i I, you know i like him he's a likable guy you know he knows to to, he knows how to blow the bagpipe and you know he has that uh, cool uh new york personality and all that but i don't trust him stone should not be in jail any more than i should be in jail and for Barr, who knows better to say that he's he's against the president's commutation it was genius for the president to commute the sentence he didn't pardon him to commute the sentence, now Stone can go to go to a, uh, a court and create problems in court. And when you have hearings and trials, guess what? All kinds of details come out. It's what we got to do, folks. It's about fighting. As Newt Rockney often said, fight, 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 fight. And there's nothing wrong with a good fight. God, God himself loves a good fight if you're doing it the right way and according to his, uh, his calling. I'm Ron Edwards. I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Ron Edwards American Experience. It's been real, folks, but guess what? We'll be back and we're going to do it again. Until then, continue to pray for America, pray for your family. Remember, I love you, but God loves you more. I'm... Ron Edwards. Sir.